<laughs> yeah, it's just like a really terrible sounding iPhone. <laughs> yeah, that's why I, it came into my. I was like, he definitely dubs he over that, to. right? <laughs> yeah, he has to. Uh, no, we're the most unprofessional podcast you're ever gonna hear uh, on the airwaves. Welcome to Mouth Breather Podcast. It's been a second uh, since we've actually hit the mics, uh, Mel and I. Just like a lot of uh, interesting, <laughs> what? That sounded like Forrest Gump saying my name. Mel and I. Mel and I. No, just like a lot of like different life stuff's been going. I got a new job uh, and uh, just trying to navigate through all that stuff. Um, so the podcast had to take a little bit of a backseat, but God damn it, we're back and we're we're. I'm so excited for today. Um, we have a guest today. Uh, it's it's my good uh, cue the uh, the applause from the live studio audience. Uh, it is my friend Morrison. Oh hey, my, how's it going, dude? Welcome <laughs> to the podcast, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. I am. I've been excited for this for so long. Um, I I. The way me and Morrison met, it was, <laughs> I, I can't remember what bar, was it Hearts? You know, I couldn't tell you, but it was probably Hearts. It was I think it hearts. was Hearts, because I remember you coming up to me and telling me, like, he told me about meeting you, Yeah, which I thought was really funny, because it's not often, like, in heterosexual like monogamous <laughs> couples that like your your partner this guy comes, is awesome. comes up to you and goes oh my god I met someone really great I met, I met the best man tonight like like New Jersey accent with like a cigarette like I met the most best I man. met the most beautiful human <laughs> he is great no but like honestly so like I met more like Morrison uh at, at a bar around here called Hearts, and I was probably inebriated, and probably oh, yeah. so are you. Yeah, definitely. And like, I don't even know why we started talking, but it was just one of those things where like we just started chit chatting, and we were just making each other laugh so fucking hard. You guys hard. were just <laughs> spitting in each other's dude. Face. It, it was, was like, like it was, it was honestly so funny, dude. It was it was probably like how you know like two kids in elementary school like meet each other at the lunch room and like just talk about the most like, random shit and like yeah we're just joking at the bar yeah it, did it, we just true. become best yeah. friends <laughs> pretty pretty much man um so yeah i mean and now and now he's on the podcast and this wasn't just like yesterday now i've known morrison for <clears throat> it's been close to i want to say maybe about like a year ish you know I, that sounds about right yeah. yeah so like and i and every time i i run out and i go out and drink and I see Morrison out, and then the last time I was like, you know what, dude? Like, we gotta, we gotta get this on the road. We gotta get it on the road, man. So, like, I was like, bro, you should come on the podcast, talk about, uh, you know, all your funny, awesome stories, but also your craft. You also do stuff. Um, and honestly, I just think you're an interesting guy. Um, well, thanks, man. Yeah, no worries. I was just, like, we're kind of explaining in the beginning that like the way Mouth Breather first started, it was definitely kind of like a learning thing of like, oh, if you want, because like, so like, spoiler alert, Morrison brews. He's a he's a brewer. He's awesome. We've already had like brewers on before. And like, you know, I'm sure that everyone can kind of say like around the same, I don't want to dedicate an entire hour of just like what you need to do. Because like, we've already kind of heard it. I'd much rather kind of hear like awesome stories at this point. So we're kind of taking like Mouth Breather into kind of a new direction of just like, not so much informative, but more just like funny stories. Like, you know, the thing we all enjoy anyway. So, um, but yeah, dude, um, thank you so much for coming out. You know, uh, I forget, is it a long drive for you, dude? Oh no, man. I live uh, next to Kennedy park. So oh dude. Yeah, right yeah. on. Fuck yeah. 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 So you're close. Okay. Um, but yeah, man. So 
first question I got just, you know, um, like, so with like brewing and stuff, you know what? Fuck that. Hold on. Give us like a little background on you, man. Yeah, like, well, yeah. Who are you? Who the fuck is in my house right now? You know? <laughs> so, um, you know, let me, let me tell you about how I moved to the South side. Love it. So uh, originally I'm from Aurora. Okay. And, uh, I joined the Marine Corps out of high school in, uh, 2013, uh, I served four years of active duty, and one of the guys I met, who I was with for pretty much the entire time, is my buddy, uh, Matt Hardy. Uh, one of my best friends, when we got out, we got out pretty much the exact same day. And he was like, hey, I'm going to drive your car back to Chicago, and uh, you drive the U-Haul with all that shit. And I was like, cool, got it. He goes, I'm not moving to Aurora, you're moving to Chicago. And I was like, <laughs> and right, I was like fair enough. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Moving out to the south side, like, I knew people from, like, when we would come home from, from leave, you know? But when I first moved here, like, meeting people on the south side, like, I love it here. Like, just the the people, the atmosphere. Um, it's everyone, a vibe. Everyone loves to drink, which is, like, psh, awesome. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> as we all have several cans <laughs> yeah, yeah. of beer in front of us right now, you know? Yep. So that's how I moved to the south side. Um, who I am, I guess, right now, um, I'm a brewer. I love and it. And a uh, distro sales manager. So I'm in charge of all the distribution at uh, Horse Thief Hollow. Woo! Shout out to Horse we Thief. We love Horse Thief Hollow yep. in this house. Mm-hmm. So what I'm drinking right now is the, uh, yeah. the Pilsner at Horse nice. Thief Little Wink. So good. Look in the camera. Wink. Uh, like, <laughs> we don't have one of those. <laughs> we don't have enough of a budget. Soon, soon we will have a budget. Soon. <laughs> when Mel finishes college, we'll have we more have... expendable money. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that's awesome, dude. And like, uh, so what, did you always have a kind of like a background and like you wanted to brew or kind of get into like that kind of business? You know, um, we have a mutual friend, Lizzie. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's she awesome. actually hired me um, when I first moved here. Um, a few of my buddies worked at Horse Thief and her son, Ethan, my roommate, um, worked there as a bartender and I came in, sat at the bar, had a beer, filled out an application, handed it to her. She looked it over and was like, you're hired. And like, Fuck that yeah. was, I was like, Oh, I sweet. love that. <laughs> and so I started there, uh, as a food runner, as an expo and slowly but surely they were like, Hey, we need someone in the kitchen. I was like, Oh, got you. Teach me. Yes, man. You know? And then, so then they were like, Hey, we need someone behind the bar. Got it. Awesome. Um, 2018, I missed the Marine Corps, so I joined the reserves. And 2019, uh, I got deployed to Afghanistan. Oh, wow. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, 2019? 2019, yeah, yeah. That wasn't that long ago. I know, yeah, yeah. (laughs) What? I actually just left the reserves in January. Um, There would have been a reason for that, Jimmy, if you pay the fuck attention. (laughs) (laughs) What could have happened? What was happening in Afghanistan in 2019? Not like a mass exodus or anything. Wasn't there a really awesome pie-eating contest? I think that's what it was. I think Uh, that's what it was. We'll uh, we'll talk about regime change, maybe. (laughs) Boring. (laughs) (laughs) Who's the political science student? (laughs) Not me, dude. (laughs) But yeah, so I, I when I got back from Afghanistan, um, I went back to work at Horse Thief. That was like the height of the pandemic. That was 2020. Yeah. Um, so we were like delivering food and stuff, and they needed another brewer. And so Neil, the owner, asked me if I wanted to brew. And so I was like, yeah. I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. That sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and so Jake, the head brewer, shout out to Jake, man. Um, he's a genius at his craft, and he taught me everything I know. And he took me under his wing and just 
taught me how to brew. And so like you, you'd That's claim awesome. this is like your passion now. Like this is like, I, I do love it. I, I don't know if I would call it my passion. Okay. Um, That's fair. You know, I don't know if it's what I want to do for the rest of my life. I tell you what, I do love horse thief. I'm very passionate about horse thief. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. And I, I want to see horse thief grow to be like, like Lagunitas and like revolution. Dude, that would, you know what I mean? Like, would that be wild? Where like, we were there. We were there when like they were first because yeah because what they opened what twenty thirteen yeah twenty thirteen yeah. wow that's insane we just hit our ten year anniversary uh, that's right that's so yeah, yeah. nuts that makes me feel old I know because <laughs> you guys probably went in right as right as they opened yeah like, I, think I, I think I think I, cool, I the day like I graduated Macaulay or something we went in because I graduated yeah because it was brand new yeah. you know what's crazy is like I remember even when Open Outcry first opened their Open Outcry is younger. Than Horse Thief, though, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Mm-hmm. I think they opened... 2016, 2017-ish, I think, maybe? A couple years after us, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So, what's hilarious, though, is like... And, like, I love John. John, if you're listening, it's nothing personal. When they first opened, I did not like Open Outcry. I was, like, not a fan. Like, I, I wasn't a big fan of the beer and the food was just okay. But, like, they've gotten so much better. And I'm very proud of, like, the product that they are now producing. Oh, yeah. That being said... I like almost never had a problem <laughs> with Horse Thief Hollow, like ever. <laughs> I always thought their stuff was awesome. Um, we did brunch there. I just all like last too year. how that op- Horse Thief Hollow opening in that location changed sort of the dynamics of the South Side. Even it really like, did. I grew up in yeah. Beverly, and like no one really went that far down Western. Like at that point, like it just wasn't unless you were going to like. I don't know, like Ken's, like you really right. didn't. <laughs> yeah. So like, um, so that have like having that kind of like cool, groovy, like atmosphere kind of brought in, it brought in more like creativity just with like food and bar definitely industry like yeah. on the South side. I, I don't think like, I'm sure open outcry would have opened like, I don't know, maybe it would have been just fine, but I think like horse thief definitely brought like, Look at like Nikki's on Western. You well, know, it's proves, like it's like it, that kind of vibe it of a place. It proves that there you know? was a market for totally that, that we were missing. We didn't need another Irish pub. We didn't need another. And I love now pubs. we do love those. We but do yes. love pubs. You know what I mean? <laughs> we sure love our pubs around here. Yeah, uh, like we love but, anywhere to go and drink. Yeah, but like a, we don't need like another like you know uh, Dingers or some or Rhino. You know what I'm saying? Like like it, this is like no, we're gonna like make the beer here. It's gonna be rad. And like I love it, dude. It's awesome. I can drink spoonful every goddamn day. Oh god. Oh, a yeah. bloody with some with a sidecar. That spoonful. is the secret, dude. A bloody Mary at Horse Thief with a sidecar of spoonful is like the best. The like, first time I did that though, you looked at me mm-hmm. like I was nuts. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I just poured that sucker right in there. Like, and Jimmy doing? was like, What are you doing? And I was like, Don't knock until you try it. It's fucking And I'm delicious. like, This is fucking awesome. Yeah, you do the beer back. Oh, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is yeah. awesome. And uh, shout out to Christine. I miss Christine. I every bartender there is great. Yeah. But Christine, she made like the best bloody Marys on a Sunday. And you guys also had like that, oh God, the the uh, the avocado toast with like the poached eggs. That was oh, so Dude, good. Yeah, but everyone, awesome. everyone who worked there though hated that. <laughs> I know because poaching eggs fucking sucks ass. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not fun to do. But God, that it was good. It was so, it was good. so good. And honestly, like I like that you guys are always changing up your menu. Um, and also like you guys are also still like staying the test of time, you know, because it's like the, it, there's a very like once upon a time, I really wanted because I brewed I brewed beer for a while, and then I 
when I left my parents, I had to kind of stop because it takes a lot of space. You oh, need yeah. you need a lot of space, and uh, this is as beautiful as me and Melanie's apartment is. Uh, this is not the best spot. To be brewing beer. Um, like Jimmy, your mash tubs fucking stink. Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, a mash tub does fucking stink. I know. Like, you gotta find like a basement somewhere to like make yeah, some booch, you know? Totally, dude. Uh <laughs> what's what sucks is like I remember when we first moved in, we have we have like this laundry room that's like uh at the bottom of the stairs, and the, it's actually like very large. There's only like four machines in there, and there's a ton of space. And I was like, Melody, I could totally breathe out here. I'm like, and I, I was like, you think me? they'd mind? <laughs> no. I just have like a curtain. Just like, yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, uh, the first beer I ever brewed was uh, a Russian Imperial Stout. Um, and it was called Creature of the Calsag. I showed you the art that one you time. You did. Dude. I love the artwork, man. Dude, um, if I ever get back into it, I would love to. Um, but yeah, like I just need the space. Um, but I also hear of like horror stories of like my buddies who are breweries as well. Like they're sleeping and they just hear like what they think are gunshots. Yeah, but so like, like the, the bottles are over. All your and... bottles are exploding in yeah. the closet. And like one of them is like it. Like I had to go to a wedding that weekend and like it got all over my suit. And like, oh no, dude, it sucked. It was horrible. So there's there's some downsides to brewing, but like it's all cleaning and making sure your your stuff is all good. That's essentially yeah. It. Uh, it's like like eighty percent just cleaning, making like, sure you're not yeah. you know uh, you know. Uh, propagating anything fucking awful, right? Like right. a new form of E. coli, you know. Like <laughs> weirdly enough, that's what I do for a living. <laughs> you know, honestly, Mel, you'd be a really good brewer because it's like for real. That's, you do, yeah. The company that I work for, we test the cleanliness standards of like oncology pharmacies. So, oh, okay. like, we're why t- don't they also go and? I bet you that there'd be some breweries that'd be like, "We'll pay you to clean." Oh, like, for sure. Oh, they probably yeah. would, why don't and you we do would that? do it, but. Because you would probably need like specialty equipment to get up on top of shit, and I don't know. I don't. You'd have to have like a basic knowledge of the brewing equipment too, for sure. Yeah, but like home brewing stuff. I mean, what's so cool in like this day and age is anyone can go and get like a home brewing kit, and like you don't even have to brew beer. Like Melanie got me an apple cider. Uh, like you know, just kid. That was it, my compromise. It was, was like, good. This yeah. That was the compromise. can live on yeah. our counter <laughs> because all, it, it's a one gallon uh, jug, and all you gotta do is like put the apple juice in there, yeah, uh, clean just, everything. What obviously, was hysterical yeah. about that whole process was Jimmy and I thought that we had to use like a certain kind of like apple juice with like no preservative in it. And we spent so much goddamn money on getting the, the shit for this. Shed. It was so bougie. And then we're watching the video, and the guy is like, it's just fucking redneck going, Yeah, and you pour the Mott's apple juice the in Mott's there. Yeah. <laughs> just like, I'm like, Are you fucking kidding me? Go to your grocery we could have used Mott's. Grab the first thing off the shelf. Dude. Um, He's like, It'll be fine. It was, but that cider was really good. That was, it was delicious. It was like blueberry and. Yes. Uh, yes. We did a little cherry, a little blueberry, and then the apple juice. And it was. Oh, that sounds good. It was just like a good cider. Um, But like, uh, <laughs> I gave it to too many people though. Like I share too much. And then Mel's like, do we have any left? And I was like, Oh no, that's, that's gone. that was gone. Well, Cause you gave it away. I like only had to try, got to try a little bit of it. And then Jimmy you... threw a party with his friends and just gave it away to all of them. And yeah. I was like, thanks buddy. Yeah. So I've been meaning to do it, but in that same thing, you could also make mead. Mead is also, it just takes a lot of time. 
Mead takes forever because like like they say like once it's all done you have to let it sit for like a year. I don't like it. I it's like mead like a lot. And, yeah. Have you ever been to Wild Blossom? No, I've never been to Wild Blossom, but I have had their mead. Oh, damn. Um, I get smashed. I, keep, I get yeah. destroyed. <laughs> like off. And now that shit. Lizzie works there, I have to I have to stop in for sure. Yeah, it's it's a good joint. So they, I learned to brew there. So uh, they had a class, and I took it, and um, it was really cool. I had a great time. And, like, everyone's making IPAs and stuff. And, like, personally, I'm a little IPA'd out. Like, I'm, yeah. like, I feel like I've, like, in my 20s, um, especially, like, my early 20s, I was just, like, IPA. Like, I was, like, more hops, the better. I want, like, my insides to be microwaved. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like, it's just insane. Like, I want my pants not to fit me by the end of the <laughs> night. <laughs> but, like, and I'm going to shit my brains out tomorrow. For real, dude. All <laughs> the farts, you it's, know. It's crazy because there's, like, a trend for beer and at one point in time people were trying to see how hoppy they could make their beer Mm -hmm. like there was like the hoppiest of hoppy beers like all you tasted were hops and it's like (laughs) we got away from that we moved away from that you know like hazies are in you know i think the hazies are in and i'm also here for the hazy though yeah i love hazies what's the difference because i'm not a super i'm not like a beer person like i like beer but I don't know a lot about beer. So, I mean, like, if you want to talk about the difference between, like, a West Coast and an East Coast IPA, it's it's mainly the style. It's, like, ingredients and stuff like that. But, you know, a, a West Coast is, is a hazy. Okay. And then, you know, so that's, when people say hazies, they're talking about a West Coast IPA. Okay. Normally, it's it's with uh, more more tropical fruit. It's um, more like citrusy. I did kind of, yeah. I need, ooh, I need that a little bit. Just so, because. Spoonful is a hazy. I do like, yeah, yeah. I do like. And, and like, I think the good reason why people like it is because the it is still kind of hoppy, but not nearly as much as an East Coast. You know, um, it's not depressed. It's not it's depressed. A- <laughs> yeah, like they see the sun. You know, so like they don't need to like be like, you know, what? I'm already fucking bummed. I might as well make this taste. It's not like a goddamn smoking a pack of Newports <laughs> now. Like you have yeah, mascara yeah, running yeah, down. Yeah, that's the flavor. The we new need port to go to donkeys. <laughs> oh my god, donkeys! So, how do you guys feel about sours? I love them. You, yeah, Jimmy is not so, not a fan, a fan, Jim. So here's the deal. Hold on, I gotta. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, yeah, you like that, um, but uh, <laughs> do I? Do do I? Don't I don't think so. I don't. I'll be the judge of that. Um, Walt Disney. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so the so Fobab. You've heard of Fobab? Oh, of course, yeah. Okay, so my first Fobab. I don't know why. I don't know what possessed me. And if, if I can go back in time, I would punch myself in the face. Like, I don't know why I did this. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do the sours. So then I drank the whole time. It, it's like a serious, like a three or four hour event. And the whole time I drank sours for like three to four hours. And I got so sick. It was not even <laughs> fucking funny. Like So for the listeners that don't know what Fobab it's the festival of barrel aged beers. So much fucking fun. Barrel aged beers are usually very high in it, in uh ABV. ABV. Yeah. So a high gravity, if you will. For, <laughs> for those for those fucking push 'em up glass fucking small dick fucking snobs out there looking at you. <laughs> But um, Fobab is so much fucking fun. I highly recommend going at least once because uh, you will find something you like. There, oh, yeah. there is, without a doubt, 
it's it's got literally everything. Um, yeah. and I I went one more time, and then I I did the a general spread. Like I didn't I stayed away from sours, and like I I essentially OD'd on sours that day. Like yeah. I never want to touch another sour again. But like Melanie loves sours. I love um, them. See, I'm a huge sour fan. Really? Oh, I love them. What, what's your take on like stouts and stuff? You know, I like stouts. Um, they're very seasonal for me. See, for me too. Um, like I could drink a like a stout in the summer around a campfire, but it's like one. Yeah. You know what I mean? But dude, if it's like cold outside and like if it's like it's snowing, it's a little chilly like in your apartment. Yeah. I could easily have like three or four. Oh sure. Like, you know, because yeah. it just like it's like a little hug, you know. And like sure as shit. So um, I was hanging out with with my buddy Sean. Uh, you, you know, ever, you've seen the Railway Gamblers before. Oh yeah, John Lumsden. Yeah, yeah, dude. Um, so he works for Founders, and like every time I go over, he's like, "Dude, like I got this beer. Like I, you, you need to get off my hands." So that's why I have all this like expensive ass fucking um, barrel aged Founder stuff, and I also have some Bourbon Counties. I got KBSs in there. I got like a bunch of awesome stuff in there, but like. Dude, he always does this to me where it's like it's about to be, get warm out and he always hands me this like dark but that's, yeah, stuff. Yeah, because he's giving you it's like he knows his he's clearance section. Yeah, dude, yeah. I know. He's like, section. oh, but Jim will take it. So like. I think one of the funniest things, the last time he did this, so Sean used to live in Marionette Park at a house legendarily called The Bulge. This is where the gamblers all used to live and they used to throw parties in there. I am very happy I got to, that's how I met them. Um, and then, so I was still in college at that point though. I was going to St. Xavier University, go Cougars, meow. And uh, <laughs> so uh, I, I was going there and I was taking a night class. And uh, so I go and uh, Sean's like, I need you to come over. I need you to help me out with something. I'm like, okay. So I'm driving my little shitty blue Ford Escort coupe. Um, it was a death machine. It was horrible. <laughs> Worst car I've ever had in my life. Um, but I bought it <laughs> my own goddamn money. You know, goddamn it. So um I go over there and he's like, I need to get rid of all this beer because he was moving. Yeah. And he's like, I need to get rid of all this shit. I was like, all right, like, let's go. So he fills up my car like to the fucking brim with beer, like boxes <laughs> and boxes of fucking You're like, beer. Thanks. Dude, I was like, but <laughs> this one, is great. But, Gee, mister. <laughs> but like once again, though, it was like all these like oatmeal stouts and all these like it's all this super dark beer. And it was like. It was around like this kind of time, like it was like you know Mayish, you, you know. It. Oh yeah, yeah fuck yeah! I was broke. I was yeah. poor. I was, but like, <laughs> here's the deal. So I had to go to class. So I and I and I drove my car and to Saint Xavier, and Saint Xavier is obviously like a dry. Like you can't bring booze there, like because yeah. it's just it, it's yeah no like you can't get caught with like booze on Saint Xavier. It's a dry campus. Yeah, that's boring. Wait, it's a it's a Catholic school. It's a Catholic school. Wrong, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah so yeah, that's not. Is Mother Macaulay a dry? Yes, absolutely Lillian. not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. Some would say it's wet. <laughs> oh, gross! They're high school girls. <laughs> think about these high school girls, man. <laughs> You're gonna get us canceled. <laughs> like, only, only she can say that and get away with it. I also went there. I'm, a, I'm an alumni. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, go soggy Max. Anyway. <laughs> oh my uh, god. <laughs> um. So anyway, I, I, I drive up to my class and I was like, "Fuck! Like, what do I do, man?" So I just like put a blanket all over all the beer like it's like i feel like i was in narcos like i was just like hiding like bricks of like cocaine you know so do you like but, in goodfellas when they're like 
handing out the cigarettes to the cops yes, and then the people exactly. and they're like, how many cartons do you want? Exactly. He's handing out beer out the back of his car. Yeah. <laughs> but that, dude, that's the thing though with like beer workers, man. Like they will just pay you in any way they can in beer. Oh yeah. Like my buddy who worked at Lagunitas. Every time I saw him, he's, he's like, help me out with this. I'm like, he's like, I'll give you like four cases of beer. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. It's like a bartering tool. Yeah. Dude. And like, I, I think people don't understand how many beers are like in a, like in a, like a factory case of beer. It is like a amount of beer. I can't tell you how much like random beer that, because one of the coolest things about being a brewer, um, it's first off, it's like a really cool, uh, community. Um, but when you go to another brewer, a brewery, it's like a rule, like an unspoken rule that you you bring beer from your brewery for them. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, anytime I go to another brewery, they're like, "Here, take it, take one of the four pack, take a, you know." Oh yeah. Like, and so I have like in my downstairs, uh, in my fridge downstairs, just a fridge full of like craft beer. Like, yeah. I've got horsey beer, open out craft beer. I've got stuff I, all over the place. I like that a lot though, dude, because I think that's how it should be. Um, yeah. There's like this old like, oh god, I can't remember what story this is. Essentially, it was like, um, <clears throat> there's like the story goes that there's this microbrewery, and they open up, and there's a ton around town, and like uh, they're they're about to they're about to close. They're closing early, whatever, and like they're this couple goes in, they're like, oh, like you know, if you're if you're closing, that's fine. He's like, yeah, go down to that other one. There's another good one down the street, whatever. And like one of the bus boys is like. Why would you do that? Like, why are you trying to give like your business to like someone else? And he's like, dude, if there's more buzz around here in the community, Didn't your cousin yeah. tell us this story. Yeah, yeah. It, it just kind of like, like the more buzz that there is like around, like the more that people are gonna like want to come back. And oh it's yeah. Like, so it's like it's not as cut. It is kind of cutthroat a little bit, but you want to try to preserve like that community value of like. We are all just local businesses just trying to make a buck, you know? Yeah, I mean, especially with, like, Outcry being right down the street and then even farther down in, in Blue Wine is Blue Wine Brew, uh, Beer, company. Beer Company. Thank you. Um, if we're, like, to capacity and we're like, oh, we can't have any, like, you know, we're full, no more people can come in. Hey, go to Outcry. It's right down the street. And they're, to, and, like, they're just as good, you know? Yeah, like, we're like, hey, there's you, you just, you right just the hype them like, up, you know? Yeah. You're about to say something else. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, I was just saying, and like, I think that it's not necessarily cutthroat from what I understand it to be. It's just like, if someone has shady practices, it's more like if someone like has like good, like a good product and a good atmosphere, then you're like, okay, you're on the team. But if someone is like treating their staff shitty or like they're not clean or like it just, they're a piece of shit yeah. in general, you're Word like, now fuck that guy. Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. Like you will definitely know. I feel like everyone will know. Be like, oh, stay the fuck away from that. Because perfect example, like you're at capacity. You're not gonna send your your customer to a uh, uh, fucking I I hate everyone brewing company. You know what oh, I'm saying? No, it's yeah. like in no way. Uh, that was like such a lame, terrible <laughs> name for a brewery. You're not gonna go to X Y Z Brewery Rat Butt <laughs> Brewing Company. Yeah, you know. No. Like, <laughs> But, You're not gonna uh, be like, ah, go to Hearts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Flat Earth Brewing Company. You know, like whatever. Um, I would so open up a Flat Earth Brewing Company. But no, yeah, we love we love Hearts. We love Hearts. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, that's awesome though, man. So like, if like I like also your story of just like you literally started like just moving on up. Like, oh yeah. I also love those kinds of stories because 
you know, I don't know. In today, like you feel like in today's age, and like we're actually gonna probably like loop this into like the other thing I want to talk about. Um, with like our parents and like even like our grandparents, like you hear stories of like that happening all the time. Like yeah. you, the dude who started off shining shoes now owns the shoe factory. You know right. what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. I feel like doesn't happen. You know, so much. And granted, like you're not like owning horse thief, but like you have <clears throat> like definitely taken some cool steps forward, though. You yeah. know, um, and like I feel like you don't really see that very much, like in today's like current like work climate. Um, so it's just like really inspiring and nice to hear that for once, because like, dude, I've worked jobs where I was there for like ten years, and like I barely moved positions. You know, yeah. it's just like a horizontal move. You know. So seeing some like cool like vertical moves is like always like really cool to hear. Oh yeah, and it's it's just like I said, I'm I'm very passionate about horse thief. I really care about um, expanding the business and trying to you know build and improve on what we already have. And so um, I'm, I may not be passionate as a brewer. I love brewing. Don't get me wrong. Like I, it's a great job. Love it. But I don't want to set my sights on. I want to be a brewer forever. Like I want to shoot for. Yeah, it's like, I, you know see, I, mean? I see it's like a chapter right now. Yeah, a necessary yeah, yeah. chapter. I of think like a lot of on. people in our age group kind of have that like view on things where they're like, uh, we'll just see where this goes. Like, yeah. We'll see where I end up because then I won't be disappointed <laughs> like, <laughs> when I don't achieve. I've done that my so dream. many times, dude, <laughs> even like with my current job. So like I so I'm back working um, at Odyssey, which is um, a broadcast company. So, like, they do B96, 104.3 Jams, um, 670 Score, XRT. They do all these radio uh, broadcasts. And um, before COVID, I was a part-timer, and I was, like, a low low on the low on the chain, you know, kind of person. Then COVID happened, and then um, they are like, hey, you got to go. And I was like, oh, fuck. All right. I was, like, really bummed because it was like kind of like my dream job. I was just going to events and just, like, helping out and stuff. And concerts. And- I was going to concerts. Oh, yeah, I was cool. go- yeah, dude, it was sick. It was, like, for anyone who was, like... And like I was like a mid to late twenty year old um, at that point, um, and like I wish I knew about this job when I was like in, like twenty or twenty one because I'd be like this is like the perfect job for someone who's like twenty one because like you're just getting paid good, you're having fun, you're just going out and doing stuff. So like, yeah. um, so but then COVID happened and then had a slew of jobs and then like one of them I was working like you know uh, at like a little company you know for a little bit as a fundraiser, and um, and then they called me back. They were like, hey. Like, we remembered you. They were like... See, that's cool. Yeah, I love that. And, like, because, yeah. like, dude, I seriously did not shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, like, talked to everybody. Like, I legit, like... Ryan loved- Arnold introduced you to someone yesterday as your as his friend. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, oh, my God. I'm going to come. Friend? We're friends? Oh, my God. Jimmy's like, can gonna- I have your job? Can I be on air? I'm about to coat my pants, dude. <laughs> like, <Yo>. but, <laughs> but um, honestly, like it was just one of those things. Cause when I, I was only there for like seven months, <clears throat> mm-hmm. but like I seriously made sure I talked to as many people and I was a hardcore. Yes, man. Like I, Jimmy was just hiding under Lynn Bramer's desk. Dude, honestly, <laughs> I was like, he has to sit down sometime. I'm like, get out of here, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so like now I'm finally back and like, it's super cool. Um, and like, it's crazy that people like even still remember me from like, wow, God, that was like, you made an impression, man. That's good. And like, I I know. So like, I mean, Hey listeners, it's possible. Like it's not, it's not as bleak as it is. It is some, because I used to be like 
you know, like, doesn't fucking matter, dude. Like, as hard as you fucking work, it's not going to fucking matter. And I'm just like, now I'm like, oh, shit. Actually, it kind of does matter. You should, a be, a, you should be a motivational speaker. Y'all are going to die alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, listen, like, you know what? It's fine. It's fine. You're fine. You're It'll fine. work out. Don't quit. ACTs are rough, but you'll be fine. Dude, I sucked ass. <laughs> I could ass. just see you being, like, hired at a high school and going, like, you know what? Smoke weed. It's cool. Do yeah, you'll be shit. okay. It'll be fine. Dude, it's legal. I motivational spoke one time and it was like horrible. Like where? I, where? It was Wait. At, yeah, dude. It was at Evergreen Park Community High School. I was like, I graduated. Why? Because okay. So who it, made that call? <laughs> so hey, um, you know Jim? He's coming to speak to the kids. You go, what? <laughs> who let him in? Uh, so like I went to e- I went to EP go Mustangs nay, um, so uh, <laughs> um, and there it was uh, drunk driving awareness week Mel, so they were like oh Jim you survived getting hit by head on by oh a drunk God. driver while you were walking, <laughs> and they're like do you want to come and talk how far out from the accident was this <laughs> it was like it was like they, they wheeled him in it was like four <laughs> years dude. Oh I was like, were you I, like, you know what? You know what got me through? Percocet. I got a, a lot of Cobra malt liquor and Percocet. And that coding. is what I recommend. Oh, yeah, dude. Oxycodone and I were homies. I went up on stage and no freaking joke, man. I was higher, higher than all hell. Like, and I was just like taking like a. a hey, t- kids. I literally got up there and I, was, I looked like I was already like in a cold like, fucking so sweat. Dare. Dude, yeah. I was like, fuck that. And like. I was supposed to speak for like two hours and I prepared nothing. I prepared nothing. <laughs> I'll wing it. And like, dude, in, four, in 45 minutes, I was done. I was like, and I had nothing else to talk about. And then I was like, does anyone have any questions? Yeah, you hit him with the questions. Yeah, uh, I was like, does anyone have any fucking questions, you bunch of fuckers? You know, like, I was like, you young so how did supple. That, how did that like, go? How did the questions go? Did, uh, did anyone actually ask you or did they all sit there, and stare There are like a couple. They're like, did it hurt? And I was like. <laughs> did it hurt? No. No. <laughs> I'm like, it hurts now because I have a chronic like, the pain. The car didn't hurt as bad as the multiple skin grafts The multiples, did. yeah. And, you know, and like I just started like talking about like my. <laughs> I just started talking about like it didn't hurt as much as like my girlfriend left me and like right right after I got through everything <laughs> like is that what you want to hear Timmy <laughs> like <laughs> so were you speaking to like the whole school like how did this it was work? like the whole senior class okay so it was like it was around 200 people at any point did you look out because I have not even close to sort of a similar story but I did had to speak at my grammar school about cancer awareness because oh, of like my brother. And um, at one point I remember just looking out at one of my old like science teachers who I hated, but it was a mutual hatred, but she was just looking at me with like such contempt and disdain that I was like, what am I doing? What are you here? looking at? Why Susan? did I say yes to this? <laughs> What are you looking at, Susan? You're not even like Miss. You're not even Mrs. Barnes anymore. You're just Susan. <laughs> and I'm a terrible public speaker because I get really nervous. If if I'm talking about if I'm like shooting the shit and being funny, then it's easy because it's low stakes. But like if I'm talking about something serious, then I can't do it because oh, yeah. I get really nervous and yeah. then I get like my brain turns into scrambled egg brain and then I'm just like, okay, well that sucked. But like, yeah, looking out at my teacher and just seeing her like 
clear disdain, disappointment. <laughs> doesn't even give a shit that my brother died. Like just, just like, dude, it's just. Like, I was like, well, this sucked. This was terrible. I'm gonna go back to oh school now. Like, <laughs> this sounds. Yeah, I don't know who signed off and being like, let's just get these like you know these like essentially like kids to come in and talk about their most traumatic experience ever. Like, dude, it was so, it was bad news bears. Someone's I, like, I was hung over as balls. Like, like, what I, would you do differently good. about that night? And you're like, look both ways. Yeah, for I real. Like, I don't <laughs> fucking know. Because he blew the red light. It's like, I did nothing wrong, you know? And it's like, dude, it was just, oh my God. It was just horrible. I, I think about that about once a month and I just cringe like so hard. I'm like, oh my God. I did, did, they, did they get the guy? Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, dude, this is like so fucked up. So like, um, what they, <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> they found my skin on his car. And, oh my uh, God. So, like, oh my God. So like, um, <laughs> so yeah, that's a piece of Jim. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little bit of Jim jerky right there. Is that it. his tattoo on there? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like, actually the funniest part is that you're, they're like, you told you tell this story, but your mom and the tattoo. At oh yeah! The night of the accident. Holy shit! So okay, here, hold on. So the, 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 I, I will I will get there. I feel like I'm like <laughs> I feel like I'm at, I'm back at this pep rally now again. Like you know, they just, did it at a pep rally. It wasn't a pep rally. It, yeah, well, the dr- the drunk driving awareness Someone got pep rally. Fired. Yeah, for real. Um, <laughs> all right, right after like, that, cheerleaders are coming out, and uh, and they're gonna show us a mangled car. Dude, <laughs> they always find the mangled car. Um, oh, sorry about that. I got a phone God. call. You know what? <laughs> On leave. air. How dare? Leave. I? No. <laughs> so anyway, um, they found, so they found like they found my skin on the car, and like. The the cops Ugh. are talking to my parents and oh, like yeah, this is bad dude like oh. so they're talking my dad's gonna kill me, dad's gonna kill me. um so <laughs> <laughs> so they're talking to my parents and my mom and my dad they're split um they don't really like each other very much and uh so but the, but god damn it they have to be together for this one <laughs> so anyway um they're they're talking to them and they're like we found uh we found like Jim's like tissue. On the car, and my mom's like, "Oh my god, this is like horrible." Oh my, and my my dad just looks like perplexed, and uh, my mom's like, "What? What?" She's like, "What's up?" And then he's like, "He's like, how do they know that? Like, he was blowing his nose, and like, <laughs> and like, I'm not joking, dude." My mom is like, "They found his skin, his <laughs> tissue, skin tissue." Like, my mom was like, "I can't believe this." <laughs> His what? His what? No, he was blowing his nose. How do you know he's blowing his nose? Like for real, dude. That was a true fucking story. I love my dad so much. He's awesome. I think he was just like. I think there was just like a lot on his mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just like. I think that he's just like going through it, and I and I feel it because I'm the same way. So when I but when I got hit initially, so it was on September 30th, 2012. Around 2 a.m. And so anyway, a week prior, I'm not going to get Latitude annoyed. and longitude. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. It was, <laughs> yeah, I, I know exactly. Here's the GPS coordinates. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and here's a list of my fears. Um, <laughs> so um, essentially, like, I, I, I'm for sure, like, I've told this whole story on the podcast before. So I'm just going to cut the first half. I essentially got a tattoo in a very seedy way uh, in Carbondale. Um, it was just not a good, it was not a good thing. Those are good tattoos. Right? Oh yeah. And, uh, it was like a basement tattoo essentially. And, um, so 
but I just got it and I, and I got it on the top of my foot because a week after was parents weekend. So parents weekend happens. Um, tattoos heavily infected, by the way, it's disgusting. Ugh. And, um, it's parents weekend. And then the, uh, I, I get hit by the car on parents weekend. So my parents were down there, which is crazy. Um, so, uh, I'm in the ambulance. My mom is with me and they're starting to take off all my, my clothes. And of course, like, Dude, because it was like a Saturday night, I'm wearing like my favorite outfit. I will, I will forever miss that outfit. It was a Misfits T-shirt with a, a neon green Tony Hawk flannel, dude, and it was awesome. And I had like a pair of like my favorite like ripped jeans. I was like so loving my outfit, and they had cut it all off me. I was oh. fucking pissed. So anyway, they're taking off like my shoes and shit, and uh, I got this tattoo, and I was like, Mom, oh my God, Mom, wait, I like, I, I got a tattoo. And then my mom's like, Jimmy, She's I like, could Jimmy, not. Jimmy, your leg is hanging off. Yeah, I don't like, care. My leg, yeah. My mom's like, Jimmy, I cannot give two fucks about your tattoo right now. So that's how she found out I had a tattoo. Like, for real. It was in the ambulance. And she can't get mad about that, you know? Like, and honestly, dude, because they're pumping me so much of antibiotics, the tattoo infection, like, boom. <laughs> cleared itself up so well. Oh, my God. Worked out. It, you know? only, it, only took, it only took, you know, a traumatic, horrible experience. Um. Yeah. It was. Yeah, dude. That was not a good time. In it's life. just funny. It, it, like now you can laugh about because it it's so ridiculous. And honestly, like we all have really fucked up senses of humor. Like, cause yeah, yeah. you know, it's whatever. Um, cause trauma. Cause trauma. Cause, cause trauma you know. Right, yeah. But uh, and last thing about it is like so funny enough. I, I, I would uh for my job I had to go to Wrigleyville for the Cubs home opener to like work an event and I took an Uber out there <clears> and there's this dude who picked me up and we're just kind of talking about like life and stuff, whatever. And he's like, I noticed you're limping. I was like, yeah, like I hit by a car and you know, like whatever. And then I was telling him because like my dad, uh, my dad is an electrician. I was very lucky to have his insurance because like it, it would have cost 1.5 mil to get your leg, your leg. It's a limb salvage. Yeah. And he was like, wow. And I was like, yeah. So next time you're at like a dinner party, you can tell people like, yay, I know that a leg costs 1.5 mil, like to the penny, you know, like whatever. Um, and I was like, don't ask me how much arms and heads cost because I don't know that. I just know about legs. So, um, but yeah, dude, uh, <laughs> I want to I talk about your like grandparents now oh, yeah. and like i had a cool segue and then it totally got fucked derailed. <laughs> we got derailed there for a second I, I know it was awesome though man um, so I, I know the exact story you want me dude to tell. i love this but here before we start are you good like do you want anything want, like, i would love another beer oh yeah we can, take yeah, a, yeah we can take a quick little break it's all good and we are back from the beer break um <laughs> No, like on our break, where me and me and Morrison were just kind of talking uh, more details, like about like the accident and all that stuff, and you know, with you and your military background, we're just kind of talking like about um, that kind of stuff. And I was just kind of like, oh, well, I don't know, with you being a Marine, maybe you saw something that wasn't you know super icy chill, you know. And then, uh, <laughs> but you know, you started talking about all this other cool stuff, and uh, you you gave me the okay to yeah. put it on the, put it on the air. So like, yeah, I mean. Dude, like, if, if you don't mind, like, maybe we can jump into that really quick. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so we were talking about, I, I got to um, go on this Afghanistan deployment, but it wasn't a um, a traditional Afghan deployment. Um, I was actually a combat advisor to um, Georgian troops. And so I got to get this uh, specialty MOS and uh, go to the school. It was really cool. And um, when I was there, so the, the deployment was a total of 13 months. We got to go to Georgia and train their forces. And then from there, we went with the guys we trained to Afghanistan. That's insane, dude. Yeah. Also, like, the pressure. 
I'm just like, <laughs> all right, hope you guys are good. Hope yeah. you guys studied. Oh, you know? There are no we, higher we stakes guys. In, in teaching. <laughs> like, could you imagine if, like, CPS had to, like, oh my go God. out with their students? <laughs> then, like, it'd be fucking nuts. Holy shit, dude. That is bananas. But, yeah, so it was, um, you know, it was towards the end of the war. And um, so it wasn't like we weren't going on patrol, like, all the time, you know. And when we did, it was mounted in these giant vehicles called uh, Max Pros. And so these things are like mine resistant. Really cool. I'll show you a picture later. Yeah, please. I'm imagining uh, like uh, uh, Christopher Nolan, Batman, Batmobile S. That's like in my head. My Think like my, a my... monster truck. But armored. Like, that's yeah. the last thing. <laughs> it's essentially just like an armored monster truck. Fuck you know? yeah, Your dude. helmets have a mullet. <laughs> All right. Like this. <laughs> You're wearing pit vipers. And <laughs> it's like, it's like Mad Max, you know? <laughs> Freaking Iron Maiden is like blaring through this motherfucker. Like. It's, it's Mad Max. You got that guy with the guitar on the front of the Max, bro. <laughs> Kickstart my heart is playing Motley Crue, dude. Oh, oh my god! But yeah, so we would we would um, we had four teams, and those teams would correlate with um, a company of Georgian troops. And so we were Bravo. We had we called ourselves Boogaloo Bravo. Nice. Um, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, really cool guys. Um, I was like third in command of the team. I had my captain, my gunny, and then me. I was like the NCOIC. The non-commissioned officer in charge. Okay. And um, I had some of the most experience um, being prior active. And then I had my gunny who was like, you know, three combat deployments. And then my captain who, he was actually an artillery guy and had never worked with infantry guys on that level. But he ended up being okay. like a great captain. Like, oh, sick. I love phenomenal. that. Phenomenal. We still talk. I talk to all these guys. Um, easily my favorite deployment like these guys were just phenomenal dudes to be with and the whole deployment itself was really cool because you got to train with these foreign forces and then deploy with them and so we would go on a patrol mounted and it'd be all georgians with one marine vehicle and we'd have a georgian translator in our vehicle okay and so um we would just drive around outside <laughs> of bagram air base you know in like the villages like parwan province and, and the other provinces around there and like at night with like night vision and like dude and like this we is would insane oh. <laughs> and so it wasn't traditional and you know we you know we we never got shot at on the patrols um we did have to do like warning shots and stuff like that and um i was mostly the vehicle commander in the vehicle but i did jump in the turret one night what the fuck and so that night was wild because we we were driving up we're going essentially to um, a suspected IED factory. And so we're what driving the up. Fuck? Yeah, yeah. And so we're driving up to the suspected IED factory and we stop the patrol. I'm in the turret. So I'm just, you know, I'm turned to the right and I'm facing this, this road, this like tiny little road. And if anyone comes down, I have to like fire a flare and then do a warning shot. Like, oh shit my like God. And so. What ended up happening was before they can even get to the suspected IED factory, someone, some guy on a motorcycle, there's a dude on a motorcycle with his kid behind him, and they're driving up to the dismounted patrol. So the guy's dismounted and they're yeah. and they're walking 
to the suspected IED factory. And they're patrolling up, and this guy on a motorcycle is just driving up. And they, they toss flares up. And then they toss up, um, you know, they're shouting at them. They're, and then eventually, they just start firing. Oh, and so, oh my God. They end up shooting this guy. I'm sorry. So the son, the, the, the guy dry, uh, riding the motorcycle didn't get shot. His son got shot. Oh, no. Oh, no. In the leg. And um, and it, it, it ended up being okay. Like, the guy survived and everything. Okay, but good. All it's, right. You know, they're like, why didn't he stop? And the thing is, like, with guys like that, you never know if they're, they're like, sent on a mission to see, like, a probing mission. Yeah. Like, how close can they get? Dude, yeah. I mean, you, know? you, you hear stories of, like, in the Vietnam War of just, like, Dude, like, or like all, suicide all bets are or off, like dude. Anything like that. And we had a like bunch of those guys come to the the gate that we worked and stuff like that. And but so that night it was high tension, high tension, right? Yeah. We hear the gunfire. We're like, shit, what's going on over the radio? Hey, we, you know, motorcycle came up. They're firing. They shot the kid. What ended up happening is they they ran up, and it's pretty funny. We can laugh about it now. <laughs> it's all guys in this patrol except one female uh, soldier who's a dog handler. And I uh, can't remember her name for the life. Well, she's hanging out with all of you guys. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> and, uh. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> I'm trying to make light of this really intense, awesome story. <laughs> so this kid gets off the motorcycle, or they, they crashed it. He gets up, and he's shot in the leg. And they're like, you know, show us that you have nothing. Like, lift up your shirt, all that. And the kid just pulls his pants down. And he's and this dog handler, she's standing right like in front of him. And this kid just has his cock hanging out. <laughs> the one female like And she's and she's like, I had no idea what to do. <laughs> she's like, I got my dog with me and I'm looking at this kid's like and he's the reason he did it is because he got she's shot like, in the leg. Hi. Yeah, like <laughs> he, got take shot, care yeah. Of this. he got shot in the leg and he's like, I got shot. And this girl's just like, fuck, put your pants up. <laughs> All these Marines are laughing their ass off. Can you off. imagine dude. though? Because in in that moment, she's like, "Pull your pants up, dude! Don't make it weird." But he's like, "Hi, don't make this fucking weird. You shot me. <laughs> you made it weird." He's like telling his friends now, like he's over his can, corner in Afghanistan, going, "And this bitch." Yeah, yeah, can like, I can I just interject by saying, I now want to like shoot like a movie. Where it starts like that, you know, like really like high 4K, like, like, you know, like really intense, like, you know, like, like stop at the motorcycle. And then like yeah, it yeah. happens and then like pulls down the pants and you just hear like, bow, now, bow, and then just like, you know, you know, like whatever. And it's like, it's been a porno the whole fucking time. I think that movie's just called Stripes. Yeah, dude. Very true. Very I true. want like, I want like a 30 minute intro of no porn and then like 15 of just like, it is porn. You go, whoa, this is a porn the Wait, whole this is a porn time? The whole fucking time? It's like the like, like, why is there a kid and a dog in a motorcycle? <laughs> yeah, what is going on here? One kid, one motorcycle, one what dog. What kind of reindeer games are going on in this place? But the oh, kid, the kid ended up being okay. Electric boogaloo. <laughs> bravo, bravo, boogaloo. <laughs> yeah, they, they brought dude, the kid. It's there, it's man. Right. It's, I, dude, we can totally make we this can movie. So make this movie. <laughs> Just like we can make this movie <laughs> in a world. <laughs> We're the only thing that war. We're more, <laughs> where war meets porn. <laughs> 
Electric Electric Boogaloo <laughs> 2. Like, this is a sequel? Bra- Bravo Boogaloo. <laughs> there was enough interest to make a sequel. Oh, my God. But yeah, I mean, the kid... <laughs> The kid got rushed to the hospital. And okay, he was good. They're fine. gonna be lining up at the fence. Um, they end up having to pay the guy out. Like that's what happens. Yeah. Is the, the government's like, "Shot you, sorry. Here's some money." How much? You know, Do you I know? have no idea. I couldn't tell you. Is but it an American or is it like in? They give him U.S. dollars. No way. Oh, and it's like, it goes. Oh yeah, far it, there. Yeah, it goes real far there. And oh yeah, and so holy shit, that was just that's one insane. of the small engagements I encountered. The the only major combat I ever saw was when our base got attacked. Yeah, you're saying this. And, and so it was a 25,000-pound vehicle-borne ID what? that slammed into the side of the base. And uh, uh, we were so excited. We were... <laughs> yeah, I hate to say it. I hate to say it. But, like, uh, as Marines, we were like, yes, we're getting attacked. This is no, great. Oh, my God. This like, is like this I is have like, something no, to tell I, my grandson when yeah, he asks right. me about my time in the service. Right. Like, like, oh, yeah, I went to Japan. It was like, no, listen to this, you know. But <laughs> it's happening. Like, so Dude, we, that is insane. We had just gotten back from patrol that morning, and so we get back. It's like four a.m. We debrief. We do the debrief. Everyone's going to bed. I didn't get into my rack until like six in the morning. I lay my head down for like maybe five minutes and my Lance Corporal comes running. He's like, Sergeant, Sergeant, we're, we're getting attacked. And I said, I like, we had a base drill planned that day. Oh no. And I was like, it's a drill. Go to fucking sleep. Like, and he's like, no, trust me. Come outside. And I was like, all right, if I come outside and there's no fucking attack, <laughs> I'm going to kill you. I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> and so we get outside and there's a plume of smoke on the other side of base. And I was like, what the fuck? This is a really realistic drill. <laughs> yeah. You're like, wow. They're really, really, they really, really going all out. They're really pulling up the stops. <laughs> and so we get out. I was like, everyone, get up, get up, get your gear on. We get in the, the, the office. We're in the COC. What's going on? Like, we had our own little compound. It was really cool. We were in charge of, like, the entry control base on base. Yeah. But, um, we get on the like radio over the radio. It's like, you know, we're fucking getting shot at. And you hear like machine gun fire over the radio. And we were like, this is it. Like, <laughs> it's happening. And so we end up, you know, we, we were the resupply. We got ammo and, and grenades and shit and drove to the other side of the base in our Max Pro. And everyone was hunkered down except Marines and soldiers from that side of the base. And oh then my, God. my team and the other Marine team. And we were like driving. And my captain's like, don't even hit the road. Just fucking hit. Like, we're, we're like going next to the airfield. Oh, dude. Like, Jeez. just driving. And it's fucking Holy awesome. Holy shit. And we get there, and it's like a scene from a movie. Like, we've got like a fucking T-wall, which is like big concrete wall. Um, and so the, they attacked the stupidest place. It was, <laughs> it was a compound called the Korean Hospital. It used to be a Korean hospital. It got destroyed. And then they rebuilt it back. And when they rebuilt it... um. They were going to give it back to the Afghan people as a hospital. Oh, my God. No. And then the Taliban so attacked like, it. So they owned oh it. <laughs> you idiots. That was going to be your Christmas gift. Like, like, you know, like we were like it was it was decked out with like brand oh new medical equipment. Oh, my God. Dude. And so they fucking <laughs> half the, the back of half of the building is just cratered. The front half is like facing base and. We get there after the initial firefight. The, the firefight dies down. We got shot at a little bit. And we get in and we fucking are handing grenades out to like the special force army dudes. And they're throwing these grenades over the 15-foot wall at nothing. 
They're just doing. They're do just it. doing it. And I'm like, dude, what are you fucking doing? He's like, what, man? It's fun. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're wasting grenades. Like, fuck off. <laughs> and so I can't believe you. <laughs> I can't believe you said that phrase. You're wasting grenades. Fuck off. I'm like, <laughs> something I will never say in my life ever, dude. And these. Jimmy would be like. Know how to throw a grenade. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Is it funny that like I thought to myself like 15 foot wall? I don't know if I can get a grenade over there. Like you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, I'm like, I'm like it's, 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 oh, it's coming back. It's coming back. There's, there's been casualties. Uh all from actually uh all from Jim here. <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean it was it was nuts, man. The the whole thing lasted like 10 hours. You had helicopters coming in and like shooting hellfire missiles in the top of this building and we're like behind a bunker that's like 35 feet away or some shit like that and we're like dude this is cool like we thought the whole thing was just like <laughs> oh we finally get to do our jobs you know what i mean that um, that is seriously like how you know like i don't know dude like how certain there are like there are a certain kind of person like that that kind of work is like made out for and like i am not it you <laughs> well, know that's like i I my stepdad's a fireman and like not once ever has he talked about the job like you know downsides the job like he fucking loved being oh, a yeah. fireman yeah and he was a fireman back when they were like drinking on the job and fucking <laughs> like you- had beer as a certain it'd be like caffeine caffeine free Pepsi was fucking PBR in the like mm-hmm. vending machine. And then my mom was, my mom, my mom one time, like, was talking with some lady at Hearts about, like, yeah, it's just, you know, it's a hard job for those guys. Like, she's talking about that kind of stuff. I was like, they fucking love that shit. Oh, they love it. They love that shit. Like, they're like. That's like whenever I hear, like, you know, uh, I remember, now, Grant, I know Mark had to, like, supply, you know, you know, for his family, you know. But whenever you're like, uh, yeah, he just did, like, a ton of overtime. I'm like, yeah, because he probably wanted to like get out of the house. Yeah, he's like, like, there's yeah. four kids at home. My he's, God, he's like, fuck this. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. gonna go hang on my bros. Like, oh my God, dude, that is insane, though, dude. Yeah, I mean, what ended up happening at the end of the ten hours? Because the whole reason they could have dropped ten hours long. Ten hours long. They oh ended up dropping God. two. I think more than that. Actually, I think it was. It was I think it was probably four, uh, five hundred pound J dam bombs what? on the building. They just destroyed the rest of it. Um. Because there was there was like 15, how do they wait how do they do that though like oh, like a jet dude just fucking flies in they so they bring everyone back okay a certain distance and then they just drop these bombs you know oh my god um, but so what is the jet right there or is it like farther oh. in, in my head the jet is there Bagram Air Base is the biggest air base in Afghanistan we just we had everything we needed right there why would they think this is a good idea. <laughs> Why? Because they're just they, throwing spaghetti at the wall. Like they're I mean, like, and they, and the like, one thing, the one thing that they hit was the hospital. They were gonna, I know they dude, were gonna be. It was back. like the worst spot they could have. It is actually kind of hilarious. And though. so, <laughs> I mean, I could go into details, but like, there was like fifteen fighters with like suicide vest. Dude, know? holy like, shit! So at one point in time, they were gonna send like dudes in to fucking clear the building, and like, and they got word that there were suicide vests, and they're like, nope, we're not going in there. And the only reason we like fucked around for so long is because the the general that's in charge of the base was a marine and he was like let them have some fun yeah you know they, I mean? they need to blow up some steam they, you know they've been here waiting you know yeah, like for this moment you and know. so 
you know, it's it's all fun and games until someone gets hurt or killed. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we, yeah. for us, luckily, no one got injured except like one Air Force dude on the airfield got hit with some shrapnel from the initial. V-bit. Was it from Gary throwing the grenades yeah. over the wall? Probably, you know, like, dude. You're like, oh, fuck. Oh, God, you hit Jeff. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, some Air Force guy got <laughs> in the leg with some shrapnel and, and I'm, sh- I'm, I'm he got a purple heart and fucking like, you know, um, <laughs> yeah, it was like, dude, you're like. 500 fucking meters away and he's like i got hit and you're like well <laughs> he rates it give it to yeah, him i mean yeah know? i mean it's what happens but so dude but, that is insane though and, yeah. and i agree i know it's like we're we're like we're making you know haha's over here but like yeah. of course yeah if i would it'd be a totally but, different yeah. tune if someone so, you know got you know totally like fucked up and yeah. stuff you know but also you gotta defend yourself you gotta like oh yeah that's the whole point you know like i don't know so, but, but, uh, but that was the end of that, you know, and then the rest of the appointment, we had like eight more months after that. And we were like, well, what are we going to do now? Oh you know, and it was, so, but it was a good time. And, and, and so that's a little, you know, story about, holy little, shit, little dude. See, the, this is yeah. what I'm talking about. Like I brought you on for brewing and I did not expect this. Like I did not know about like any of this. So like, this is like what I'm talking about. This is why I fucking love this. And also, dude, thank you for your service, man. Oh, I appreciate that. Like man. for real. Like I, I, I truly enjoy serving and, and most Service members do. They really do. I mean, it's like you said, it's like a certain type to. of person that like, enjoys it, you know. Yeah, if you um, don't like it, then you're in for a world of Well, I think people <laughs> yeah. join up for a lot of reasons, but they don't stay in yeah. longer. I, know, yeah. I I do have a couple of buds who, like, I was like, would you do it again? They're like, absolutely not. They're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. They're like, did it, done it. Like, I'm, out, I'm so know? good. They're like, I hated every second of it, like, whatever. <laughs> like, I did it. I got my education. Like, I'm out. That's why, like, I, that's like, I never once, not once, have I ever thought about joining the military because I know I would not like it. I would be like, this is horrible, like, for me. But, like, I very much appreciate that there are people out there who, like, want to do it. Real quick though, have you guys seen like the new like uh like army commercials and shit? Oh my god, they're great. They are insane. They <laughs> like, are fucking bananas. Like the commercials that they had when I was like getting into the Marine Corps was like the guy fighting the dragon and like <laughs> climbing a like climbing a cliff, you know, and you're like, Wow, this is cool. Now they're like full on like battle shots. Yeah. It's it's crazy. like battle shots and like some of them are like well, what I like is that they're totally like going towards like the young like eighteen year old men. They're yeah. like, "You like those video games, right?" <laughs> well, like, what if your life was like a video game? And then it's like, boom, boom, you know, just like and then it's like, click, click, boom, like my saliva <laughs> is like fucking playing and shit, like you know, like um, or like the Seven Asian Army, like dubstep versions, like yeah, fucking yeah. going deep into it. You know, it's fucking awesome, and it's like even I'm like, damn, I shouldn't list, and it's like. I'm 30 years old with a buddy. terrible leg. Do, do I go? Do I do it? I don't know. Like, no, let's do it. Let's get on the tank. <laughs> What's well, funny because you expect, you're like, I'm going to do all this cool stuff. But the truth of the matter is 90% of the military does nothing like that. Like, it's all like cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like brewing. And making your bed. It's, My, like, yeah. it's a lot like brewing. People think, oh, people think brewers, like, all they do is make beer. It's like, there's a lot more cleaning. And, and like, making your bed. <laughs> Even it's, brewers got to make their bed. Well, my like, dad was just talking about that today, about he, my dad uh, joined the Navy, didn't last in the Navy because he's got no discipline. We were just talking he about how he's an poor, agent of chaos he <laughs> before loves, he started. He has poor impulse control. Uh, Donnie is a bit of a fighter. (laughs) And he doesn't respect authority. So, uh, but he was just, he's like, I think, was it you or was it Tim? 
my brother was like, well, what would you like the best? And he's like, oh, the fucking food in the Navy is like ridiculous. Like I, they uh, there was one funny joke in there where uh, Joe was like, yeah, one of my guys I met, he's a Marine. And he's like, he told me to tell you like, you know, like sub. And your dad's like, oh, what? You should have said, like, uh, thanks for dropping us off. He's like, you know, like, what, are you turning, go, what are you turning his, with his gun, wink, and say thanks for the ride? Yeah. Like, <laughs> thanks for the ride. Well, they joke. They say the Navy is like, you know, America's taxi service. Because they, yeah. they bring oh, the Marines. they are. They bring the Marines everywhere they need to be. Right. And we're going to get some emails. <laughs> no, we're fucking not. No, we're not. <laughs> I, dude, I love serving on a Navy ship, man. Sailors are so cool. They're good people. Um, but yeah, it, it'd be like talking shit. Like, all right, when's our next stop? Where, where you taking us I next? Bet, you know? you, My dad was stationed like off in like Brooklyn Harbor, off of New York. He said, and like he was like, oh, we just got, I got kicked out like after two months. We got into so much fucking trouble. Like, <laughs> you see it, dude. He was like, it I'm was like, New York in 1985. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what's that? What's that movie? Um, where they like. Like fighting in New York, it's like those gangs in New York. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> God, that's what I, I imagine. The Warriors. The Warriors. Warriors. Come out and play. <laughs> that's what I imagine your dad was doing. Is just like fighting other people, other Probably, gangs, other gangs. Yeah. <laughs> other gangs of the military. Yeah. He's got like no knuckles Dude. on any of his hands. Like you joke about fighting. Nuts. Oh my God! Like when we got on the Navy ship, Marines were fighting sailors. Sailors were fighting Marines. Like. Oh, I bet, dude. And the amount of testosterone and like, oh, dude, yeah. and like in fuck such you, fuck close, you, you know? like yeah, quarters yeah, where they're like, uh, yeah, yeah, fuck that. It's that, crazy. That's another reason. I'm like, yeah, no. Um, but dude, like, I mean, last question. So, like, when you joined, like, did you join because like you like a very patriotic kind of dude, or like did you kind of feel like I don't know, like uh, because like a lot of my friends who joined are like, yeah, I was a fuckhead, and then I want didn't want to be a fuckhead. I, anymore. I was a fuckhead and did not want to be a fuckhead anymore. I. I was, uh, yeah, it's a lot like that. I, I, I dig. Was, that's that's a very viable reason yeah. to join, you know? So I was, I started smoking weed in like fifth grade. Started drinking in Jesus sex. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was a I was fucking, playing Crash Bandicoot. Like. <laughs> I was, I was a little shithead, man. And, um, God, I graduated high school with like a 1.5 GPA. Like my, I barely my boy. made it. And they were like, and I, I wasn't like dumb or anything. I just didn't give a fuck. I never did homework. Like I would pass tests, but they'd be like, all right, where's your homework? And I'd be like, that's that like shit. literally me. You're yeah. looking nice the same thing over here. <laughs> and now I have a like 3.9 GPA and like. These two grew up in the same And my mom forest, gets like, you know, like, like letters and goes. You motherfucker! Yeah, yeah. We spent so much money on your Catholic education, and now and I was like, "Well, I'm paying for it now, mom." Yeah, yeah. Like she was driving me to my Macaulay graduation, and she's like, "We're fine, right? Like we're we're good." And I was like, "We'll it's see." It's gonna be close. Like, and, and she's like, didn't know. "What do you mean?" Oh, yeah. And she's she like, didn't know. "She's like, what do you mean?" And I was like, "Well, they're they're definitely gonna call my name, and they're definitely gonna hand me a folder." There might not be a diploma in it yet. So I was still waiting on something to shake out. <laughs> I So I knew that I was going to fail. They were like, hey, like, if you don't get this to a couple D's here, like, you are not going to graduate high school. And I was like, all right. So I, like, came in um, after school sometimes, and I'd do homework for them, and I'd be like, here you go. And they'd be like, all right, cool. They worked with me. They made sure I, I graduated. Yeah, dude. And, like, I, teachers I, are saints. Yeah, right? they They're, are. They truly I are. I had to, like... 
wheel and deal my way into graduating Macaulay. Like I had to be like, I'll stay. I'll come in early. Just I'll do extra gra- credit. I'm like, so, yeah. you're going to have to deal with me in summer school. Like, don't. I won't yeah. shower. And you have to deal with me on a hot summer day. You know, like, <laughs> It'll be just so summer. bad. I'm going to smell like shit, dude. Yeah. Like, I remember <laughs> one of the first times like Jimmy and I hung out. He was like, what we were talking about, like the first time that we smoked pot. And I was like telling Jimmy about the first time that I ever got high. And I was like, oh, like my dad lived out in Ma- Manhattan, Illinois. God, this is like fucking. And it, he had bought into this. Like, out in the boondocks. Why I got in you after this, <laughs> this was fucking, beyond fucking me. <laughs> this is the, most, the trashiest thing the I've ever shit. heard in my fucking life. Um, my dad bought into this development. In like right before the 08 crash. And so everything was built, but there were only like four families in this entirely built development. Oh my God. So there was just one street and everything else was just an empty house. And so everything. Me, my brother, and my two, the woman, my, the woman that my dad was married to at the time, because he's had several. Um, were had two boys. He's too. a generous lover, but he's not in the way gen- that you may think. Just, he just he just gives he's it more around. Of a, he's more of a quantity, not quality guy. <laughs> <laughs> so he's gonna listen to this and be like, "Well, all right, <laughs> what the fuck?" <laughs> he uh, he'll be fine. He's good sport, but he uh, so but they we were all in high school and there was fucking nothing to do because there was only a pilot gas station and nothing else hey, like, and this gas development <laughs> so there, Jimmy like, was like, I was like well, we were high on like some kind of synthetic weed I don't really know what it was Is that K2 yeah oh, and God. Jimmy's like you, you are telling yeah. he goes wait 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 he's like how old were you and I was like like 14 or 15 and he's like and you let me get this straight he's like you broke into a house in the, by an oil refinery field. In an oil refinery. Smoking K2. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm... Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> Dude. Not wrong. And let me tell you, she's the love of my life. Grew up under power lines. It's great. Dude. So bananas. That's all right. I, I ate some lead paint chips as a child, too. Yeah, that's okay. all right. Blue's yeah. the best. Blue um, is the best. Blue's yeah. the best, man. Because, like, okay, so really quick. We made it. We made it out of high school. <laughs> We're Look at us now. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us now. <laughs> I'm drinking crystalline high noon in a big old jug. <laughs> Was that the closest ever guy to spitting out your drink before? Almost spit entirely onto the microphone. Because <laughs> Melanie is, in fact, drinking crystalline. And high noons in a big old jug. There's uh, some, uh, there's some uh, grapefruit gin in there too. <laughs> oh my god, what a woman! Anyway, um, Morrison, is it? So let me get this straight. So were you? Are you originally from New York, by the way? So, uh, my my from family here? is originally from New York. Like my, so I come from an Italian family. Um, I'm a lot of things, but mostly Italian. Yes. Um. My Italian family uh, immigrated from Italy, like early, like I think it's like 1930s or something like that. Um, my it was like my great grandparents moved from New York to Chicago. Okay. Um, they moved to Chicago. Uh, was it like was it Belmont Cardigan or Belmont Karen? I can't say the neighborhood. I know what, you're, talk, talking you know what I'm talking about. about. Yeah. 
Um, so they moved over there, and my grandfather was born in the house that he grew up. He was born in the house that he raised my mom in. Yeah. Like, they had the house for a long time. Um, most of my family is deaf. Yeah. I think I told you that. Yes, you have. I'm fluent in American Sign Language. That's fucking... Dude, can yeah. he not? What can he do? Right? Like, uh, oh my God. So... Soccer. I can't play soccer. <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of those very few things I can't. Jim do. either. It's fine. Yeah, let's say we can both not play soccer together. Um, totally cool. Okay, because like no more. I'm sorry, dude. Are you originally from? So like, where did you grow up around here originally? Or Aurora? He Aurora. told us Aurora. That. Yeah, okay. An hour no, ago. I know. So my so my grandfather born in Chicago. Because I knew this part, and I was like, wait, I yeah. I always forget if you were born in New York. And then you came here, or like no, no, no. So, uh, I originally my family was from New York, but and then, like my grandfather born and raised Chicago, my mom born and raised Chicago. Gotcha. Okay. Um, my mom moved out to the suburbs, and then you know I was born and raised in the suburbs. Sick. Um, and then when I moved back out here, I got in touch with my Chicago roots. Um, <laughs> my here Chicago back, back roots. In, back in the city. <laughs> And, that, uh, with them city slickers. Oh my gosh! But um, yeah, my grandfather. So I think I want to tell you that story oh, about yes. my grandfather. So th- uh, this is like one of my favorites, man. I love it. This story, I love it so much. It cracks me up, and I love telling it. I think I've told Jim like three times. I love this story. Loves- I've never heard it. So oh, this you're in. For you're in. I uh, I feel like we're overhyping. I'm scared now. Like because I did. God, I hope I get it right. <laughs> <laughs> You've had three chances. Oh, to there's get it so right. many times I'll tell a story on here, and then my stepdad will go, "That's not really how that went." <laughs> it gets embellished over time. Yeah, yeah. of course. So, um, my grandfather, deaf, um, raised in Chicago. His brother um, was actually part of a mob in Chicago. Like oh yeah, Chicago mob. Um, so my grandfather would like hang out with them. You know, he was always like the deaf kid. You know, <laughs> and. I didn't know anything about like mobbing my family or anything until I knew or until I met one of my cousins from New York, like my distant cousin. Like he's like a second cousin, like once removed, whatever. He's like my mom's age, but we met him. Cool guy. And he's like, oh, you know, we have mob family. And I was like, no shit. No way. I'm Italian in Chicago. I was like, we dude. have mob family. I was like, can I, I was like, can I meet him? Like, dude, I'd, I'd love to be in the fucking mob. You know what I mean? Like you guys need a shooter. Uh, so it's <laughs> like you're talking to my you need a hired gun. <laughs> so it's they, your second day out of the Marines and you're like, "All right, let's do this now." Like I got It's like this is more fun than the Marines. Yeah, right. Except then he just finds out it's more Italian people just sitting around doing nothing. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> so quit wasting grenades. Vino. <laughs> God, God damn it, Polly, quit wasting grenades. Vino! Get off that gunner. <laughs> That is fucking amazing. Oh, but God. so I, I was talking to my cousin and he was like, yeah, you know, like, and it's distant family that are, that were in the mob and shit. Like, like he knew sure. of, that from what I, from what I was told, from okay. what I was told, he would tell me these stories about like people would die and they'd go to the funeral and you know, limos would come up and guys in fucking nice suits would hand out cash and say, sorry for your loss and then leave. And you'd be like, holy fuck. And I'm like. Dude, that is, that is so... It's it's like the movies, dude. Right? Like, it's crazy. So, my grandfather, um, growing up, would hang out with his brother. Not a lot. Um, but when he did, it was like he would hang around these fucking... These dudes. He just thought they were cool dudes, you know? Yeah. And so, he was... He got into cocaine, and he, like, <clears throat> loved cocaine. 
<laughs> when I say love, I mean he, he was loved. a big he was a big fan, um, <laughs> big fan. <laughs> and towards the end of his life, <laughs> loved that shit. <laughs> towards the end of his life, uh, he had Parkinson's. Yeah, and so you know, at a certain point, he was wheelchair bound, and um, you know, I loved my grandfather. He was a great guy. Um, he started the Chicago Club for the Deaf, or he was one of the one of the. Dude, founders. that is so. See, I didn't know that till last time we hung out. Yeah, yeah. Like, I did not know that he was one of the founders of the Chicago Club for the Deaf. The Chicago, the original club was just a bunch of guys hanging under a streetlight so they could talk to each other, you know. And so they would hang it's under. So they would cool, hang under dude. a streetlight and sign to each other, and like that was the beginning of the Chicago Club for the Deaf. And um, since then, I think the Chicago Club for the Deaf. I think they're still an organization, but they. They're no longer in Chicago, I don't think. Like, they've moved to the suburbs yeah. somewhere, whatever. Um, but back to when he was wheelchair-bound. Yeah. One Thanksgiving. <laughs> and, God, Jim loves his story. I do. This is, like, so good. One I love it. One Thanksgiving, he was in his wheelchair, and everyone was out doing their own thing, and I was sitting with my grandfather, and I was most definitely stoned, for sure. Um, <laughs> high as a kite. And I was sitting there, you know, talking to my grandfather, and, He's kind of just sitting there, and there's a bottle of wine on the fucking table. <laughs> and he loved his wine, too. He used to make it in the basement of his old house. Dude, fuck off. No Swear, way. Yeah. He used awesome. to make wine in the basement of his old house. <laughs> um, awesome. So he loved his wine. And He's so Italian. I, right? <laughs> He's so Italian. Like, I'll show you a picture. He looks Italian. Like, I bet, dude. Like, I kind of look Italian, but like he's like, Hey, but I can also tell like your other things though, you know. Oh yeah. Like, but like, uh, but I, I do remember. Funny enough, you talk very Italian. Like that, your 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 like grandiose way of I talking. I move my. You do a I lot do, of movement. Yeah, I do a lot of movement. Which for a podcast, is wonderful. A very st- yeah. There's a very stereotypical like Italian joke that you can crack about sign language and being Italian. Oh, <laughs> it's been done. It always, it's been done. It always looks like they're shouting. You know, it's oh, like. Yeah. Italian sign language is just like fucking. Like, <laughs> I tell oh, you, I tell you what, you're like, is she mad? You're like, no, <laughs> no, she's Italian. She's, she's just fighting. But I can't she's say definitely Italian because I talk with my hands too, so it's not even like I don't even think I don't think it's a super Italian thing. No, it's they not. Just get shit it's for the it. stereotypicalness. Yeah, you know, not a bad thing though. Like I like f- f- fuck it. Who cares? They're just jealous. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking jealous. I'm not even Italian at all. I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Just try not to get an angry email from the. No Italian. one is writing us any emails. I've gotten. <laughs> I did not like your joke. <laughs> Canceled. I like the typewriter noise. <laughs> also, I'd like that's to a think typewriter. Of like how we would handle that? Like, I think Jimmy and I would just laugh. I'd be like, be like um, well, someone's trying to cancel us, but they don't know that we're already canceled. Like, <laughs> here's a ten dollar gift card to Applebee's. Like. <laughs> Like, ah, well, you know what? That explains the lower viewership that we got canceled. That is true. <laughs> it's not because we suck or anything. Um, so anyway, I'm sorry. Right. So so my grandfather's sitting in his wheelchair. There's a bottle of wine on the table and no one's around. It's like just me. high. I just like <laughs> smoke some weed and sat down next to my grandfather. And he gets and he's he's not supposed to be able to walk at this point. Like he's wheelchair bound. Like and he, Wait, he, he gets out of his wheelchair takes a couple steps to the table, grabs his wine off the table, sits back down in his wheelchair, takes a sip, and looks at me. And he was like, and he signs to me, he goes, shh, 
<laughs> like, don't tell anybody. He's like, he's like, don't. Tell he's like, no one's gonna believe you. <laughs> <laughs> but also, are you like, am I? Too high. I was like, did I just see my grandfather who's wheelchair bound get out of his wheelchair, walk to the table, grab the wine, sit down. I'm like, dude, am I higher than I think dude. I am? Right? Like, are you really deaf? Like, <laughs> what else is a lie? Questioning everything. Oh my god. So dude. I was like, I was like, this fucking liar. <laughs> and I told dude. my family, like, at his funeral, I was like, I was like, dude, this story, because I like just forgot about it. I was like, ah, oh, whatever. And I told my my uncle and my mom, my you know my other family, and they were like, yeah, that tracks. Like, yes, that's, that sounds <laughs> like, like that sounds right. I forget what'd you call your grandpa again? Oh, uh, Popo. Popo, that's right. He was Popo. He was Popo. I do and, remember uh, that. God, yeah, he was such a great guy. I mean, oh yeah, man. You know, I, I like uh, it, I don't know, dude. Like I, my two grand, my grandparents, like my my dad's dad. He had like a stroke when I was like fucking like six. Mm-hmm. So like I really didn't get to know him that well, you know, but like, I mean, I got one funny enough. His name is Pocky. And like, he was like my guy. Like he, me and him were Eugene. like buds. You, oh, that was <laughs> awesome, dude. So like, so my grandpa, he took care of him. He was in phenomenal shape Yeah, when he was like in his seventies. He was in really good. He used to hop over a fence. Like he was like still really good. That's like my my bench. Yeah, because he was out chasing puss. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Grip, what are you doing tonight? He's like, what do you think? <laughs> Looking at some skirts anyway, but uh, chasing some strange. <laughs> chasing some mad strange. Yeah. He's, but he was still keeping the floor model. Honestly, <laughs> dude. Um, so <laughs> that is so fucked, dude. Um, so, but my grandpa. Power lines. It's not my fault. I know. <laughs> K two, not your fault. No. <laughs> Can we talk? Can we talk about K two? Do you guys remember that? Oh yeah, dude, yeah. it was insane. <laughs> so I remember the news coverage. Oh my god, it was K two, and then we called it Spice, right? Yeah. Spice. And yeah. So as kids, like you know, sometimes you couldn't find weed, and so we would go to the mall, and the guy would legally sell. Well, not legally, <laughs> but he would sell. <laughs> you know, he would but sell. He'd be like, he "You're not going to tell anyone." <laughs> he would and sell I'm sure he's shit not going to tell anyone. It's your grandpa. Yeah. It's Popo. It's just crazy. like he just goes he's like. Yeah, don't tell anyone. <laughs> They're not gonna believe you. <laughs> but these guys would just sell us, like middle schoolers, spice. Oh yeah, dude. Because we, we just get out of gas station, man. And we would smoke this shit. And be like, oh and my you'd god, lose what your the mind. Fuck? You're putting holes in your brain, dude. Because who fucking knows what that shit dude, was? Dude, it was. It, oh it, god, it I, was like paint thinner. Wait, paint for, the, thinner wait did, for the lawsuit. All right, yeah, like, for, <laughs> wait for the lawsuit. We make a quality product. You know, I just remember doing it and like turning to my brother Neil and being like, "I can't feel like the back of my head," and he was like, "You're fine. Like you're fine. Shut up. Dude, or you can't you, hang out with they, us." They did so many studies on K two, and like they're all just like, "Yo, like there's a reason why I got taken off the market." Oh yeah, like and so there's one time Beth smoked K two, and so she came home. My twin sister Beth. Um, You're a twin. I am a twin. I'm a triplet. Oh my god, really? There's three of you I, yeah. running around. <laughs> two brothers. Uh, I'm obviously the better looking one. Um, are you they, all, for, are they you all fraternal? We are uh, fraternal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I hate yeah. that. I hate fucking dumb twin questions. Yeah. No, I, dude, I get it. When well, I say, for you and Beth, it's like, are you? <laughs> you're like, no, we're fraternal. Are you identical? Are you guys identical? You're like, look at her and look at me. She's like, well, <laughs> she's got a vagine and, and I've I got a vagine. So I got no. a peen. But uh, yeah, Rugrats lie to you. There's no such thing as identical, opposite gendered. Uh, oh yeah, twin. there is. 
No way, dude. Oh, yeah. No, so biologically, that cannot exist. I don't... I think you're wrong. No, I he's am, definitely correct. I am really? so Because right, an identical dude. twin... I definitely have identi- Identical twins are when the embryo splits. splits. Right. So it's oh, the exact same okay. genetic code. So you code. can't be... Look at that. I'm learning. You've been a twin like, your whole you, life. How did you not know but this? But I've got two brothers. <laughs> You know this I mean? this factoid though blows my mind every time I hear it because I can't I can't like conceptualize it. If identical twin girls oh have God. children with identical twin boys, like They're, one happened. twin and then oh, one yeah. twin, their that's children happened. are biological siblings. They're biological siblings, really? like DNA but wise. The, they are. But like, they if, are, if they yeah, if they submitted their DNA to like ancestry or whatever, they would come up as. Siblings but socially, and they're cousins. Some guy yeah. is on the on the, like the lab doing what the fuck. This like, makes yeah. no sense. The person who figured that out. I am pissed. Or oh or the whole thing is bullshit and someone's covering up infidelity. I, yeah, I can't believe a really <laughs> elaborate way. By the way, Which, you know now that you now that you say it, like it does, you definitely cannot have. Identical. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad it got to you. I was I'm like, really no, happy. wait, that's totally a thing. Uh, <laughs> but they look alike. It's like, yeah. No, because well, like, I mean, I, that is true though. I have seen fraternal twins of like opposite gendered that people. Looks they look alike. crazy alike. Yeah. But they are by definition not identical. Well, twins, I look though, a lot you know? like my brothers. You do. But, like. That's why I have to Heck, curl my hair and do makeup. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm like, and don't, Ugh, and don't, don't wrestle. You know, like. I'm a lady. <laughs> I'm a lady. I wear dresses. <laughs> but um, oh my god. So Beth smoked K two one time, and um, so she came home, and like I was just chilling out, man. I I think I was watching um. God, I was watching The Prestige, actually. <laughs> what Dude, it's like hilarious. hell of a movie because I for just, her to walk in <laughs> on. That's a, a good movie. So, like, <laughs> I know because I thought about that while we are watching because we just watched it again, like, last week or something. Jim watched it. I watched it five minutes of it and then yeah, so like, the I don't, out. Halfway through the movie, I was like, oh, wait, right here is when Beth, like, walked in and she was acting super fucking weird. And so Beth came up to me and she was like, my hands are doll hands. And then and then she she proceeds to hold up both of her hands. You're like Courtney Love. Chill. Yeah. And she holds up both her hands and like they're minorly cupped. You know what I'm saying? Like almost like a Barbie hand, you know? And she's like, Jimmy, they're like they they're doll hands. Like they are not mine. Like they are not mine. And she and I'm like, Beth. And I'm looking at her and her eyes are all bloodshot. Got fucking saucers. And I'm just like, dude. Oh I was like, Beth, what did you take? And she was like, weed. And I'm like, no, no, you didn't. I've no. smoked. I've smoked weed, and I know that I don't talk like this. Later, found out she was smoking K two and hotboxing in a car. Oh god! That's so horrible. like, just kept inhaling the K two. You know, like, <sighs> dude, and it's horrible. Like they literally did science, and they said that like copious amounts would literally like leave like holes. Like it well, and like, and I can't say jack shit. Like I did whippets. Like, <laughs> like, dude, like, the, I, I, I it scientifically still wasn't worse than what I when my brother. Uh, had cancer he all he could do was like sit and smoke weed and so like his friends and his frat brothers would come over and he would like like one time I came home from work and he was sitting on my parents front porch smoking weed and blowing it into a brown recluse spider (laughs) (laughs) that was on the thing and I was like what are you doing and he's like 
look at it. It's fucking high, man. Like, look at the spider. Like, spider's exactly the same hanging on this web. But I'm like, that thing will fucking bite you. And that bite is going to fucking kill you because you're immunocompromised and you're just going to waste away. I see where nothing. he's coming from, though, because I'd be like, I have cancer. He's like, like what? Is it like, going to fucking bite oh, me? Oh, no. I'm, What's the worst thing? He's like, hey, like, guess yeah. what? I'm dying. Yeah, like, for real. Like, this is um, already But he fucked. used to, like, crush up his, like, cancer medication into his weed and then roll it up. I don't think you're supposed to do you're that. You're absolutely not supposed I'm to not do that. I'm not a doctor. But I don't know if that would work. I I oh, no... it did. <laughs> Dude, that is... Was it in... like like painkillers? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That definitely, definitely, definitely works. Smoke definitely that works. Shit. He'd be like, smoke that. Smoke it. <laughs> and I'd just, be like... Just take a hit. I'd be like, no, I can't. I got shit to do. And he'd be like, just come on, I've got fucking cancer. <laughs> Did you ever do it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised you're Several good. times. Well, yeah, I'm you, not. Because you're like, you're like, oh, hey, Neil, do you have any more of that? Hey, Neil, do you got any more of that special weed? No, because I didn't you're, even know. You're itching your chest Here's and you're the bleeding. Thing. You know? I didn't even know what, I didn't even know what he was, put, what he was doing with it. But You he was smoked just... an opioid, man. You essentially did opium. Like at the Sweet. end of the day, you essentially smoked opium. I'm just letting you know that. Fuck yeah. Okay. So congrats. So something you and ancient Chinese people uh, <laughs> you can now even, bond over. You can now- <laughs> this is why this is why when Natalie You turn our house into an opium. Our friend den. Natalie Our friend Natalie was like uh sending us all of like the funny like contact pictures that she has. And mine is just a picture of a raccoon pillaging someone's, or not a raccoon, a coyote pillaging someone's kitchen. And I was like, I don't think I've ever been more understood by someone ever. <laughs> I was like, I think I should be offended, but I'm honestly like think that's fucking Dude, hysterical. Dude, that is so fucking awesome. <laughs> but anyway, Beth is fine. She's, she was okay after smoking K2. <laughs> You're like, well, Beth, fuck, fucking, I can't. I essentially told her, just go to bed. I was like, just go to bed. I was like, don't chop off your hands, go to bed. You know, like, don't chop them off. Don't chop them off. I know you're going to be real tempted to. But the first time I. She's got socks on her hands. Honestly. I don't want to look at them. I put put mitts on her, put Vaseline over her face, you know, it's fine. The first time I ever smoked pot, it was actually off a corncob pipe. And it was like, and then I went home and I played Nerd. Skyrim for like fucking eight Nerd. hours. It's fucking awesome. I loved every second of it. I'm like, this is, I'm like, I see the appeal. Uh. I definitely see the appeal. But, uh, <laughs> dude, um, there's also one, another part of your grandpa's story, Popo's story, um, that I really enjoy is when he would go in on the mafia meetings. <laughs> dude, these are great. I fucking love these stories, man. If you don't mind. Like, so. <laughs> I, li- I like how I like how I'm like digging. I like how I'm digging for Popo stuff. Like I just love the Popo saga. He's like- <laughs> yeah. So him being deaf, his brother was not. Um, and he would go hang out with these guys, and he was younger, and you know he would just sit there, and they would talk around him, and he, I don't think he really knew how to read lips all that well, but he did, and um, so he would just be in these meetings, and he would just be like looking around. And he did learn how to read lips, and so he could like pick point certain things that they would say, and they they would say shit like, "Ah, he doesn't fucking know. He can't hear us." And he'd be like reading their lips. And he's like, oh. "Be like, oh, but I can." And he'd be like, "Like I'm like, 
He's like jotting down notes. Like, I'm going to get all these guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And there's one big reason why he went to these meetings. He's like, Lufthansa. Wasn't there a bunch of cocaine at these meetings? Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's how he got into cocaine. <laughs> that's why he's going to Yeah, it was meetings. in like a black marble dish. Dude. <laughs> I, I'm just. Or like, they just mirrors they, weren't yeah. a thing back then. Like, they, that was like more of an 80s thing, I, I assume. No, but dude, um, I, I cocaine w- over the years. Yeah, dude, yeah. <laughs> remembering cocaine. Well, that's like so. Uh, my dad, my dad. <laughs> I, Jimmy, did you hear? Okay, oh no, you didn't. And now I'm gonna tell it on the podcast, which makes it fabulous because I we were talking about scary movies, and my dad, I was like, Dad, like you're you don't like scary movies, and he's like, they're fine. And I'm like, no, you got Blair Witch scared you back in the 90s. And he's like, well, there's a reason for that. And Blair I'm Witch scared like, me. Fuck that. Okay. <laughs> so um, he go, he's like, well, there's a reason for that. And I was like, um, I was like, well, what is it? But my grandma was sitting there and my brothers and Jimmy and he kind of he does this thing, which I kind of I my dad is like chaotic but i love him like he's a good guy he is like and he has like the best stories because he's done everything like i as like someone like i write and one of my pieces that they're like looking to publish is literally like a collection of essays about growing up with like a single dad that's nuts and it's called (laughs) my dad the arsonist and it's like just a full (laughs) reflection on me because my dad like my dad accidentally blew up he's a a firefighter he's an arsonist (laughs) oh that's my stepdad that's a firefighter but my dad he's nuts too but my dad um he's nuts too (laughs) but just more stable in a more stable way i never put that that's actually kind of hilarious (laughs) that your one dad's an arsonist and your stepdad's a fireman (laughs) he puts out the fires that's actually fucking awesome i never Uh, put that together but yeah, but uh, it's like about like like when you get older and you like realize that like certain things make more sense now. Like I thought my dad's best friend was this guy John Gray. I don't think he'll he'll ever listen, so I can say his name. Um, because we went Meanwhile, there. He's listening. We went there every Friday. We would go there every Friday. So I just thought this is my dad's best friend because I was like five, and they had pictures of like mushrooms and on the walls and beads for doors and whatever. I know. And then getting older, I'm like, (laughs) I was like, Oh my God. That's his drug dealer. It's his fucking dealer. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow, dude. Right. He is oh he is gosh. good. And and we're just and one time Morris my mom this, this is his best friend. He goes there all the time. One time my mom's brother pulled up. My mom my mom's brother pulled up and got so pissed that me and my brother were there. And starts yelling at my dad, and I couldn't understand like why he was so mad. But then I'm like, oh no, because he's like, what are my niece and nephew doing at my dealer's house? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what is going on? I actually totally keep forgetting that this is also your uncle's dealer. Yes, that is so fucking hilarious. So then, hey, Uncle Jim, <laughs> what the fuck? What are you doing? What are you doing? And Dad's also, in the I other think room. we were like. <laughs> Dad's in the shed. You, you just hear, you just hear like buffalo. <laughs> we yeah no. So my dad, but my dad will do this thing where like he'll wait for the attention to be like misdirected, and then he'll say what he wanted to say to you. So that's what happened today. Jim, yeah. Like so, um, 
but they I'm, kind but of I'm really they good kind at, of directed con like I'm good at like keeping the point though, right because like because you brought it back and that's I why did. he kind of looked at you like shut the fuck up dude because <laughs> so, he had already had this aside with me he goes the reason why that movie fucking scared me is because I went over to John Gray's house in 1998 we watched it on hallucinogenics oh my god <laughs> that actually sounds fucking horrible <laughs> That sounds like a nightmare. And he talks about like Russian torture. Yes. You know, like, all right, I'll tell you whatever you want. Just make make the guy out of the corner go away. You know, like, fuck off, dude. He like sees the intro to the movie, starts having flashbacks. Dude, oh my god, it's in my spine. Yeah, no, that and then you and then Jimmy goes. You said you said there was, was a like, reason why. Why? You said the reason why? Why is that, Don? And, and my he, he dad just, like, just looked like, at me. He was like, "Shut the fuck up, dude." <laughs> He's like, "Well, it's subliminal horror, and it, you know." Yeah, I, I no, I'm you're now, high off your fucking ass. I'm reaching the point where uh, Mel's dad intimidated me a, a, quite a little bit in the beginning because like, I feel like every dude is intimidated my at dad, some point by the dad. You know what I'm saying? Like. At some point, my you know, dad like, yeah, would just be played by Mel exactly. Gibson in what? a movie. Like if if someone had to play my dad, it would be Mel Gibson for sure. Harrison Ford, Mel Gibson combined into like a maybe a one Russell Crowe into maybe one Russell. giant amalgamation of a man. Your dad like, sounds like a great guy. He's no, he honestly is. I, like I, he is, but he is. A, he's just a very like grandiose, loud kind of dude and he's just no bullshit and you're, like, na- you're naming and these it, actors and I love all of them yeah. So, yeah. I'm like I think I like your dad like someone with like a gravelly voice and a crazy glint in their eye is kind of the teeth. well cause like you warned me you're like don't like just you have to be like straight with him if you yeah. if you try to like do cause like I am I do Jimmy this. likes to try and charm people I like to charm people and he's and like if like, you do that he will hate you no, not even. I was like, he wants you to be like, you straight. will not yeah. like him because he'll laugh at you. Yeah, is what's gonna happen. And Jimmy tried it twice, <laughs> and both times. I totally, why don't you like, tell tell him the story of my dad on okay. Christmas? So this is like the funniest fucking thing, dude. So like you now, now you have a good general uh, background I, of the whole thing. I, I feel like me and your dad would get along. Honestly, Real you guys well, probably yeah. would. You would, because you'd be talking about like military shit. He, he'd be and he'd like, be like, no, like, date oh, this guy. So ditch him. <laughs> ditch, the, ditch the weirdo, you know? Um, to be honest, I think me and Don have actually, like, I say that, like, like I don't know. Like, we're <laughs> friends. We're friends. No, we're fucking not. No, we're not. We're good. Yeah, Don's we're, like, yeah, you're right, Don. We're, we're acquaintances. Not. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, so like, Melanie told me all this, like, hey, like, don't try to, don't kiss his ass. Like, don't fucking do it. Like, it will not work. It will burn you. And I was like, okay, proceed. We'll see. Jimmy's like, proceed to go and immediately get the lipstick on my mouth and ask him to put his pants down. You know, so like, I go and then I, I he's sitting on a couch, right? And it's and it's at uh, Melanie's aunt's place. It's Christmas, and uh, I was like, and I saw that he was empty-handed. I was like, hey, Don, do you want a beer? Yeah. I will go grab it for you. He was like, do you want a beer? He goes, uh. Yeah, I, uh, I do. He's like, well, like I can go grab it for you. And he's like, yeah, you should. And I was like, okay then. And all then I like, just right? literally, all righty then. And then like, I Here's go. But he did it. And he did that. He, 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 did, he did that thing where he did like the like tongue roll thing. And he looked at me like, yeah, you should. Yeah, you should go get it, dude. And I'm and, like, oh, here we go. And we've been dating for like nine months at this point. So like, I'm like. This and, is nice. Yeah. And like, uh, I'm like super new and like, it's just, yeah. Like, Don didn't have to deal with this kind of thing 
<laughs> for a while. You know, just like a, a new, like a new person. No. But um, so like he's probably like, oh fuck yeah, I get to fuck with I this. Get to fuck with, this, get guy. To fuck with yeah. this guy a little bit. So like um, so I go in the back and I grab him a beer and like dude, like the worst thing ever, man. Like so. Like Mel's aunt has like some food that she wants him to try. Someone else has a little bit of like dessert they want him to try. There's a line in front of Don, and I'm at the and I'm at the I'm at the end with the beer, with like I'm on the caboose with the beer, and I'm just like sitting there like oh my fucking god. I'm just like this is I think I was laughing. You were laughing Crying, so laughing hard because like I would just wait wait three seconds take a step wait three seconds. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like a fucking dweeb, dude. And I think like, I was laughing with my cousin Ethan in the kitchen. like. And then uh, and I had him his beer and he was like, oh, finally. He's like, all right, cool, thanks. And then like I was like, oh, my God, it's dude. It's been about time. You're yeah. like, oh, no, seriously. No, so, I mean, like, there was a line, you know. Like, why is there a line? You know, like, I was here 20 minutes ago, I swear. Dude, oh, my God. Uh, but honestly, the, the la- last Christmas, uh, the anniversary of that, um, <laughs> we actually went out and we actually were just like telling stories of just like our like because he loves New Orleans. So do I. And we both have crazy fucking stories of New Orleans. Like, um, and like, that's honestly, weirdly enough, would like guys have like a good conversation. So yeah. like, and you know, and you know, he was over today. It was rad. Like, Anytime my dad gets to talk about nefarious schemes, shit. <laughs> schemes, 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 schemes. He goes giddy. Like he's like, oh my God, well, this one time, so, eight Chicago police officers threw me through a wall. Yeah. Like, it's hilarious. And like, he's so proud of it. I also get like that, but his stories are way more hardcore than mine. Like. I'm telling a story about how I'm telling all these kids in high school while high on oxycodone, and I drink like four forties the night before, and like to me that's like hilarious. He's like, "No, dude, I was thrown into like a Russian gulag," and like you know, like he's like, "Anyway, back in '93 when I was working down at the Board of Trade, we did four speed balls and, and then and fucking I made went eight to work. Dollars. <laughs> it's like I shot heroin between my toes." Like, fucking damn. <laughs> I was just saying how much I enjoyed the Ferris wheel at Navy Pier. I'm like, what the fuck? Today, he literally goes to me because he's like talking about how he's going with my stepmom to Kentucky. He goes, we got a jacuzzi in our room. And I was like, gross. Gross. Gross, dad. And he goes, he's like, it's going to be a fun trip. That's she can't just... get pregnant. Oh my Yeah. I was like, oh my God. And then he, I'm like, Bring bleach and pour me a glass while you're at it. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Jeez, dude. Holy fuck. Oh, my God. Uh, but, dude, if you can believe it, we're we're about to wrap this up already, man. Really? Isn't it crazy? It's almost two hours, man. Dude, time flies. I like, know. Did you have fun, man? Oh, I had a great time, man. Dude, Thanks you're a na- you're a natural. Dude, like, I would love to have you back. I, I will come back all- anytime you want, man. I'm, hey, all podcasters, I'm telling you. Get brewers on. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why every episode I've ever had a brewer on, they're always so good. Like, I always have the best time. There's this one episode. I'll play a little bit for you after we're done here. And the first time we have a brewer on is for my 25th, no, my 26th birthday. And he, he came and he was at, um, oh, God, I forgot the brewery what it was called. But uh, he brought over so much fucking beer. It was fucking insane. And we all, me and was Pat. Was that Tommy? It was Tommy. Oh, and, God, uh, that. That was a great episode. So this is so like whenever someone's like, what episode should I start with? I'm like, you should honest to God go to, I can't believe it's not Tommy. And it's like, it's a, it's, he was, he was a, what a great name for, Oh dude, the story, there's a reason, there's a reason why it's called that. And it's fucking amazing. Um, (laughs) but like, so we all just got fucking shit housed and we were, we had to stop 
because we were laughing so hard. <laughs> like, I'm not joking, like crying. And we had to like do like a little like interlude of like music. Yeah. And we're like, all right, we're done laughing anyway. Like, but it was like we had to like de- we got so derailed. It was insane. But like, um, honestly, like Morrison, dude. Like I had such a fun time with you tonight, man. It was Dude, awesome. Jim, I, I I really enjoyed myself tonight, man. Dude, Thanks yeah, for having me. of course. And we'll we'll and definitely Melanie, have thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for having me. Thank you for coming. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, we'll have you back on. Oh, I have a feeling. I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm glad. I'm glad we're getting like some of these like people like in our back pockets. We've got like Natalie in our back pocket in case we ever need someone really quick. And when you yeah. told me you live like right around the corner, I'm like, okay, oh, that's rad. I'm you right know? down the street, dude. Like, yeah. So like, uh, no, but you'll dude, have to come for like courtyard hangs, dude. Uh, that's, dude what, that's, that's what that's what Jim I was, saying. was saying. I would love to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like over the summer, we have courtyard hangs and uh, uh, Shannon oh Baker. Oh my god, and Drew. Yeah. So get out. Shannon just bring a guitar and start. Shannon Baker is moving into this building. Oh, is she really? Yeah, yeah. And our buddy Drew Gross is also moving into this building. Yeah. So like, we're just gonna have like a fucking party outside. This summer's gonna be <laughs> fucking awesome, dude. I'm excited. Um, but anyway, fingers crossed. Fingers, yeah. Suck. Hopefully, no drama. <laughs> fingers crossed, we're still here. Yeah, for real. <laughs> but anyway, uh, thank you all for listening to Mouth Breather Podcast once again. I know that's been a a hot mo since uh, last time we were on the mics, but uh, you know we're we're gonna try to get back to like a normal schedule. But um, super appreciate you all listening. Uh, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, share this to someone that you think might enjoy it. Um, more since there anything going on Horse Thief Hollow that like you may want to like promote or anything like that? Or, so uh, uh, we were talking about sours earlier. We actually just got a new sour on. It's a kettle sour. It's blueberry peach. Oh, dude, that's... we're going to Horse Thief Hollow. Yeah, but I'd is, say that sounds like yeah. Melanie. It like... is the beginning of a a series. We're calling it the Soul Train Sour Series. <laughs> yeah, and fuck. So every I'll quarter, try it. Fuck it. I'll try it, <laughs> dude. You're gonna. Love, it's not super sour. I so dig. All right. Cool. 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 It'll be good. And then, um, yeah, we'll we'll be doing a sour every quarter. So you love guys gotta that. come out, for dude. That, that for sounds sure. awesome, man. Um, but yeah, if if you haven't yet, oh my god, please go check out Horsey Apollo. Their food and beer is like fucking amazing. It it is like one of like the cool like little hidden gems like on the south side, especially like on Western. Um, we go there all the time. But uh, anyway, my name is <laughs> Jimmy again, and I'm Mel. Andrea and Morrison. And this is Mouth Breeder Podcast, uh, Season 5, Episode 18. I want to say. I may be wrong. Jim, future Jim, make sure you get that uh, number right. But, um, yeah, we're almost done with Season 5. We're going to enter Season 6, Going Strong. Uh, we got some cool people in the works coming up, so be prepared to have your minds blown. But uh, make sure you all stay good people and uh, pop. Out.